This podcast is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton. Let's start out, Richard, with the different types of coaches. And I want to talk about something we don't actually talk about a lot on this show. But since we're both psychologists, which is a very different type of coaching, you know, it, when does somebody know if they need to pursue maybe a therapist you know, or somebody licensed in mental health versus a, a coach? That's a great question, Dawn. I, I would say that you it's really about self-awareness, how well you know yourself. But if you are experiencing behaviors that might feel like they are uh, in the extreme, uh, for instance, uh, depression, you were depressed or sad excessively, or any kinds of uh, behaviors that, are, that you feel just aren't normal, it's probably better to go see somebody that's got a, a credential as a, a in the behavioral health care field. And that's usually either a psychiatrist, a psychologist, or a social worker. And that's differentiated by somebody who's uh, got experience as a life coach that may be able to help you some other areas, but really doesn't have the training to focus on those specific behavioral kinds of issues. So, okay, so we talked about, about therapy and, and maybe going down that route, but then we have this other option, which is a life coach. So it's not necessarily a career coach, but but this other designation as a life coach. So what, what, is, what is the definition of that, Richard? Uh, well, life coach, life coaching is a relatively recent phenomena, and it sort of springs out of um, the same movement where career coaching and executive coaching comes out of. But the people that do that kind of work focus more on people's lives and helping them to enrich their lives. Uh, they usually um, go through a certification program, which can be uh, pretty strong, but they don't have the background in uh, behavioral health care or mental health care. Mm -hmm. So um, in their area, they can be um, very helpful for people who kind of, um, from a a mental health standpoint, in the normal spectrum, but are just trying to figure things out and enrich their lives. And that's generally where life coaching uh, may may be helpful. So it's more of an objective opinion about you know yes. maybe setting goals and and what you want to do in life. Now now some of them also do c- career coaching, mm-hmm. and obviously career is a big part of life. So so there's that. But maybe you'd go to this person if you're not in a in a job search, but maybe more figuring out yeah. what you want to do and how it integrates with the rest of your life yeah. and and that kind of thing. So okay, so we have and then we have career coaches, which which are what you and I do. So wh- how would you categorize that? Well, career coaches uh, come from a variety of backgrounds. They usually either come out of HR, they come out of uh, general business, or they come out of uh, psychology, uh, psychology backgrounds. But they are all people who have a good a good amount of experience of working people who have been through job transitions, not just been through job transitions, but they have a good understanding of, of people's work style, aptitudes, interests, um, w- get a sense of how to ask the right questions to know what's going to um, be most productive for them. And then uh, they work with people in terms of um, determining what those things might be. And then they go on that journey with them as they begin to uh, conduct their job search. Mm-hmm. And, and so um, they could have a background in a lot of different things, as you mentioned. So recruiters, and there's a lot of certifications that they can get. So how do you know if somebody is qualified then? Because somebody might have a PhD in in counseling. Somebody might have a certification from the International Coaching Federation and somebody else might have something altogether different. How do you know? Well, what I tell people to do is really um, take a look at the person's background and see what they've done. And if they've had a a relevant career and they've had 
good success at it. And you can sort of tell what what is success these days, even by going on LinkedIn and just seeing the, the level of responsibility they've had, how long they've had it. But if they've been in significant jobs where, that have had some kind of impact on people, so they've been successful at what they do, that's one thing to look for, assuming they have the credentials. And the other thing to look for is you want somebody, like I say, that has some um, good facility with people so that when you meet them, you're very comfortable talking to them and working with them because the same things you're going to have to work on, they've had to do them themselves. And I'm a big believer you can't ask somebody else to do something you can't do yourself. So uh, anybody that's a coach should be able to, um, has had to deal with some of these same issues themselves. So it makes them uh, a little bit better at it. So um, a lot of people ask me, should I look for somebody who's worked in my industry? Uh, I think that's frankly less important than it is somebody that's got a really good understanding of multiple industries and business sectors. Um, what, the, what the job of a good coach is, is to help you to understand what the process you need to go through to find out or to get to, the, um, to those opportunities. They don't have to be the expert and the expert in networking within that industry. They have to be the expert in helping you to know how to network to get your way in and how to present yourself best in those situations. Mm-hmm. I say the same thing about therapy. When I used to do therapy, I don't have to have gone through your specific issue to be able to ask you questions and help you get to those answers. So exactly. I think it, it's very similar in life coaching as well as career coaching. It's just somebody who has the ability to ask those questions, dig down, listen for those cues of where you might be stuck and really dig into those. Here's the bottom line. No matter what, it's always a good idea to get support. So whoever that is, whether it be a therapist, a coach, or somebody else, it's always good to have that in your life. Yeah. And when you are looking, it's, it, uh, one way to think about it is building your sort of uh, board of trusted advisors. So if you had three, two or three or four people that you knew, that you respected, that you knew had really good judgment about people, had been around, had, had good um, careers themselves, and are generous with their time and like to help – you can start to establish a relationship where you meet with them periodically over lunch, buy them coffee, and um, use them as a sounding board as you go forward. How much would you say, because I know listeners want to know, is is reasonable for an hourly rate for a coach, Richard? Uh, that's a, a great question. It varies um, by level of professional discipline. It varies by parts of the country. But just rough, rough guidelines, probably um, anywhere from 100 to at the extreme, maybe uh, three fifty or four hundred dollars an hour. Again, and if you're if you're seeing some of the top people in, in their fields, and these are people either who have held academic positions or have been at, um, in business and at the top of a, a large company, um, they're, they're, they probably do have a value that that would. Um, uh, uh, justify that kind of a higher fee within reason. Mm-hmm. But but nobody, let me emphasize that nobody is so great that sometimes you hear some astronomical fees and that there's some kind of magic. And, and nobody, uh, again, if, if you find that, there are enough good people out there that go look elsewhere. So, okay, so... That's that's obviously a considerable amount of money. What if you can't afford that? Because I, obviously a lot of people decide to seek a career coach when they're between jobs. So you've gotten laid off and, you know, or maybe you've been unemployed for a while and you're finding it really difficult. And, and that's just a fee that you cannot spare right now. Uh, good question. So I think that most people that go into this kind of work are, are what I would call mission-driven. They do it not just for the money. They do it because they like helping people. And so uh, even some of those people uh, 
who might have uh, higher rates, often they're in practice on their own, and they have a sliding scale. They can be flexible if, if they want to. And so oftentimes if somebody uh, is in a situation where they can't, they just can't afford that much, there's some of those coaches that will continue to, will agree to work with them uh, and take what, what is, there, there should always be some fee because that, that, that sort of demonstrates the person's commitment. Mm-hmm. But it could be much smaller, and, and, and I've had people that I've wanted to work with and I've wanted to help and I believed in, and um, so I, I was willing to accept them a much smaller fee for that reason. So I, I wouldn't just assume uh, that uh, you have to pay a, a big fee for this kind of work. The other thing we haven't really talked about, but we should, is that some of this work you can do yourself, and specifically today with so much more in technology, because it all starts, like I said before, with self-awareness. And what does self-awareness means? It means taking stock of um, really what your strengths are in, in, the, in a work setting, what, what your weaknesses might be, what kind of environment you like to work in, what kind of environment you don't like to work in, where you see your, how ambitious you are, how far you want to see your career path going. And uh, there are a variety of instruments you can uh, sort of take online or do some research that are really just some um, sort of basic uh, self-report surveys. So you can start to take stock and really uh, uh, get some good clarification about what you want to do that can be very helpful when you have any kind of discussion with anybody that uh, is trying to help you. For more insight from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.